Bullshit is everywhere. Bullshit. Bullshit is rampant. Total fucking bullshit. B -b -b bullshit. This makes no fucking sense. I mean, it's just bullshit. Fuck. B -b -b bullshit. This is bullshit. I want you to get up right now and go to the window, open it, and stick your head out and yell. Welcome back to the Bullshit Filter, Bullshit Filter the News, episode 10, recorded this day, the 11th of June, 2018. My name is Cameron Riley. With me is Ray Harris, Jr., a.k.a. Papa Bear. How are you, Papa Bear? Doing great. Um, I'm going to have to get Stan and Barry on a new name for me. That just conveys so many things I don't want to be known as but we can talk about that later really yeah um i thought papa bear is a good name for you it's it out of all the names that i've called you over the years <laughs> this is the least hurtful okay let's stick yeah, with it I'm, let's stay <laughs> like if i was, I was going if for something a, right go ahead yeah, i was going for something nice you know nice yeah, yeah. if this was a motorcycle gang and my name was papa bear yeah but since we're podcasters, anyway, I'll, I'll give it a think. I'll give it a think. Okay. Yeah. You do that. Yeah. Um, a lot of news this week, Ray, that I wanted yeah. to talk about. Um, but I want to start off, if we can, with a little bit of a throwback to the old Three Illusions series mm -hmm. that uh, we did uh, based on my book, The Three Illusions. Um, obviously... Uh, uh, Anthony Bourdain, much beloved chefy type uh, media dude, yeah. um, apparently ended his life uh, a few days ago. Um, yeah, this, uh, if you read the conspiracy uh, subreddit, uh, he was killed by Clinton's goons or Harvey Weinstein's goons. But uh, I think most people, right, accept uh, uh, that he he took his own life and. Um, you know, I I, it, I want to talk just for the people out there that are struggling um, mm -hmm. with whatever's going on with their lives. Um, you know, I think it helps to have a framework during life's difficult moments. You know, the Buddha mm -hmm. probably never existed, Not really. Um, yeah. No, no. No, not my, no, he was like that. He was a bit of a loner, the Buddha. Right. Not, but not many people got to know him. He, right. Did he? A bit of a lone wolf, the Buddha. Um, kept to himself, sitting under a Bodhi tree. Right. Uh, no, the, the Buddha uh, uh, is, is attested as having saying something to the effect of, life is suffering. Mm-hmm. Um, now, my interpretation of that, based on my lifetime of study of of philosophy uh is that life is hard you know and and yeah. uh <laughs> fuck wow gee cameron that's deep man fuck that's insightful no <laughs> that the 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 um the mind makes life difficult um because mm. it's 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 always in this mode of comparing um i think one of the, the the, the main sources of unhappiness for people um, is when they get stuck into this mode of comparing how their life is to how they think their life 
should be or how the people around them are compared to how they think the people around them should be. Mm-hmm. You know, my, my partner, my, uh, my, my parents, my, my boss, my children should treat me better, should love me more, should love me more unconditionally than they do. Or probably the worst of all is comparing ourselves to how we think we should be or how others tell us we should be. I should have done more. I should have achieved more. I should be better at this. I should I should not have done that thing that I did. Mm-hmm. We, we constantly judge... The, our minds are set up. The, the mind basically works this way uh, for some reason. It, it, it compares the what is, how things actually are, against how we think things should be differently, ourselves and the people around us. And that's the source of a lot of unhappiness for people, that, that act of comparison. Hmm. Uh, whereas what I was lucky enough to learn at a very young age, thanks to my teacher, my, my guru, my spiritual teacher, uh, Bob, Salem Bob, <laughs> the very unguruy name, Bob. Uh, Bob. Um, what do you call a man with no arms and no legs in the water? Bob. Um, he, Bob pointed out that, uh, you know, if you just accept things, as they are, mm-hmm. then that's 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 it. If, if with with pure acceptance, you can remove that source of misery and unhappiness, which is ah. comparing. Uh, and then, as as I read up on science and physics, and and tried to get my head around what the physicists were teaching me, I realized that well, yeah, actually, if everything that happens both inside of my brain and everyone else's brain and the world around me, is based on the laws of physics playing out at the level of atoms, stretching right back to the Big Bang, Mm -hmm. then everything is the only way that it can possibly be. Everything that happens is the result of the laws of physics just unfolding Mm -hmm. so that you can't say it should be different or it could have been different. It has to be the way it is. That's the laws of physics playing out. It's like a big billiard ball system um, playing out. And so, therefore, uh, everything is the way it absolutely has to be. There's no point saying, well, I wish it had been different. That's an exercise in futility. So, you know, I, I, you know, does that remove depression? Does it prevent depression? No. In fact, just recently, I went through a bout of depression. Mm-hmm. Um, just a couple of weeks ago. Funnily enough, Chrissy and I both did at the same time. We we didn't we didn't talk about it to each other for a few days, and and then she happened to mention one. You know, I've been feeling a bit depressed lately, and I said, "Hey, so have I," um, which is very unusual for me. It's it's been. 15 years since I last um, experienced a depression. Now, it's not a major depression. I'm a mild depression, a few sleepless nights, my brain going haywire. um, And I don't know what it was caused by, but I'll tell you the the difference, uh, I think, between Chrissy and I and and other people when they go through that is when it happened to both of us, um, because we have a philosophy um, based around, you know, the three illusions and non-duality, is we both went, well, you know what? This is just my brain going haywire. Um, 
for some reason chemicals mm. are high chemicals are low we don't fucking know we're not neuroscientists but something something's not right um so this this prop this isn't real uh this this the, the the source of the depression the reason for the depression something's not something something in my brain it's not mm. something in my life is going wrong something in my brain is going wrong and and it'll probably pass Right. And it did, you know, week so went by, we both came out of it, we go, oh, okay, life's back to normal, happy, good, right. everything's great. I mean, it's not like everything's perfect, you know, we, we, we're broke, we've got no money, um, but, you know, outside of that, got our health, yeah. got our love, got each other, Do yeah. we do stuff that we love, we have fun, we have a good time. Um, <clears throat> but, you know, that that ability to... Step back and say this isn't this isn't real. This will pass. I think is the result of changing your neural programming earlier, like ahead of time. So, um, if if you uh, when 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 things are good ish, uh, you 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 work on changing your neural structures. Mm-hmm. You know the the way that your thoughts work. Then, then um, when things, when your brain goes wonky, which happens to all of us, I'm sure, at some point, from time to time, right. to varying degrees, there's this underlying substrate in your brain that's going, nah, nah, just this is nonsense. Don't worry about it. It'll pass, you know, um, because you've got a, you've, you've, you've invested in building a philosophy into your brain. That will get you through those, maybe, hopefully. I'm not saying this is going to happen 100% of the time for 100% of people. Who the fuck knows? I don't know. But I think we'll probably get you through a lot of those dark times, Um, particularly if, if you have this philosophy that says, you know what, everything that happens has to happen the way that it happens because of the laws of physics. So... You know, there's no point in saying oh, it should be different. It could have been different. They shouldn't have done that. I shouldn't have done that. Well, that's that's all fairy tale nonsense. It is what it is. So just enjoy the moment, man. Just uh, learn what you can. Enjoy it as you as much as you can. Even the dark times, you can enjoy the dark times. You can go, oh fuck, okay, look at this. Wow, um, this is interesting. This is different. I'll, I'll just sit with this and see where it takes me. And uh, anyway. If I could go back to something you said earlier, you were saying it's good to have a system, a mentality, a, a, an approach to something like this. Because for people that don't, and they go on comparing reality with the way they think it should be, sometimes they fall back into hard drugs or copious amounts of alcohol. And obviously that just makes their situation worse. So so again, it's yeah, everybody needs to be to, to get or to be taught some kind of construct uh, attitude or whatever early as they can in their life so they can deal with this stuff because like Buddha said it's it's hard it's always going to be hard it's never not going to be hard it's 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 best to have a toolkit for when those moments come yeah very well said you know um one, one of our listeners uh farmer Oscar the farmer in New South Wales uh, he was posting on Facebook the other day about how he's got no rain and so his crops are fucked um Right. Now and he and he and he referenced the three illusions. He said, you know, this is a philosophy that helps in times like this for him. When shit goes bad, um, you can either go shit, you know, I'm fucked, my life is fucked, I'm fucked, or you can go, okay, well, this is 
the reality of what is. Let's see what happens next and just take one step at a time, do the next thing that happens and, you know, one step, stay in the moment, just follow it, see where it leads. Um, uh, So that's good. I mean, it's nice to know that um, other people, some other people are getting some value out of the three illusion stuff you know I, I and i don't take credit for it it was given to me freely by bob i just give it out if it helps people great um i hope it does i hope somebody else out there gets uh the um <clears throat> uh, the same value out of it that i have over the last 30 years but then you know just talking about the suicide and the bourdain and the thing you know again his Adams did exactly what his Adams had to do, folks, and um, there's no saying it. He should have been different. It could have been different. It was exactly as it had to be, and his Adams are still out there. Those Adams don't go away. Adams are eternal, mm-hmm. um, unless you put them inside of an atom bomb and blow them the fuck up. Then okay, then then they're not. But yeah. outside of that, and being in the middle of a, an imploding sun that goes supernova, I guess. But mostly, most of the time on this planet, Adams for all intents and purposes, are eternal, and that's the reality of things. Uh, There was the G7 conference this week, changing tact slightly. Um, (laughs) I feel sorry for the rest of the G7 leaders, really. Uh, What do you do? Donald Trump comes along, and you're like, fuck, really? Do I have to go to this thing? (laughs) I can just imagine all the G7 leaders ahead of the G7 with their staff, their senior staff, and the G7 leaders are going... You know, uh, Angela Merkel, uh, Trudeau, Macron, Macron. They're like, do I have to go? Yeah, yeah, you have. But re- do, uh, really, can I, do send I have you back? to go? Yeah, yeah. No, you have to go. I don't really want to have to deal with. You know, you have to. And they go along, and what do they do? I mean, they can't say what they really think about Trump. It's quite obvious right. yeah. that they think Trump's a you know retarded baby. Um, they can't <laughs> say that because he's got nuclear weapons. So. And a lot of economic uh, weight to throw around. Right. So they have to kind of be diplomatic. Um, he doesn't. Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to quit trading with you. We're going to get closer to Russia. Fuck all of you. Give me what I want. Yeah. He doesn't. He just uh, he says whatever the fuck comes into his tiny brain at any right. minute. and the, They have to go... Oh. Breathe deeply. They just—I can just imagine—they just look at each other and they just, you know, they yeah. they count to ten and then they go, "Well, um, Donald, um, that's not how it works." No, uh, <laughs> uh, uh, pixies are not real, um, despite what you've been told, and um, you know the the <laughs> we. We, uh, we're not going to operate on the basis that there are pixies in the garden that are manipulating the global economy. I'm sorry. Um, you can, you can you oh, know, you want. believe that if you want, you yeah. can, but the rest of no. Um, yes. Um, I was reading an interview with Angela Merkel this morning. <laughs> she did to, I was in German television or something. And she was like, you could just see, you know, like she's just taking this deep breath, sighing and saying, we will survive. Our relationship with the US will survive this. Mm-hmm. Um, we will come out at some point on the other side. Meanwhile, the rest of the world just needs to get on and, uh, you know, keep doing what we're doing. Yeah. <laughs> she said it was disappointing that Trump reneged on the uh, statement that the G7 leaders put together in a tweet 
Um, <laughs> she gets, that's, you know, that's disappointing. Right. But, um, and callous. Yeah, we'll just... Yeah. One step. She said the three illusions helped her through these <laughs> moments. Um, just would, realizing that it all has to be as it is. I was going to say, if you take the book Three Illusions, and I really did enjoy it, and we had that great conversation, series of conversations, and you retitle it, How to Deal with Trump, and you send it to all the world's leaders. Mm, Boom. Bestseller. Bestseller. Big, exactly. Be- bestseller. Um, <laughs> moving on. Um, I read this great story about the Mormon church mm-hmm. uh, last week. Now, people who know me, uh, listen to these our shows, know that I'm kind of a little bit obsessed with Christianity. And um, as a subset of that, obsessed with the Mormons. You know, my wife grew up as a Mormon in Utah. My ex-wife grew up as a Mormon. I've been around Mormons my entire life. Mormon, um, Mormon, since Mormon. A, right. Since, yeah, since I was a teenager. Um, and I've always been fascinated with the Mormons um, because because they're an interesting people. On the surface, they are the nicest people you'll ever meet. Very, mm-hmm. very nice. Very, very... Um, uh, they look after each other very well. They have a great uh, uh, structure for taking care of the elderly and, and um, the infirm in their communities. But then you scratch the surface and they're fucking shit, fucking batshit crazy. Um, all of them are batshit crazy. Um, and the, the, the niceness on the surface and the smiles and the white teeth and all that kind of stuff underlies, uh, you know, a, a deep, deep, deep problems inside their community. Yeah. And I'm not, I'm, I'm not making, I'm not being mean here. I mean, this is, um, yeah. we're about to back it up by evidence. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> and the more you read about the history of the church and the founder of it, Joseph Smith, you realize, wow, like this is really deeply, deeply troubling. And um, the fact that people convert to it these days and believe it and get caught up, you're like, wow, this is, this is really a level of crazy. It's like Christianity generally is right. crazy. Like the whole idea that there was this blood sacrifice of a God man and that somehow made him, his father, who's also him, uh, forgive the sins of the people. Uh, but, you know, if you don't believe in him, then you're st- like, it's all like uh, you, you scratch the surface and it's like falls wacky. apart. Yeah. Completely. Completely, but the Mormons just take it to a whole new wacky <laughs> level. Um, like <laughs> they do. Well, you know, like the, the, there's the polygamy thing, and then there's the whole you know what they call deep doctrine in inverted commas, which is, well, if you're a really good Mormon, when you die, you become a god and have oh. your own planet that you get to run as a god. Hell yeah! Um, Nobody told me that. I know, man. That's shit. I'm converting ten percent, baby. It, Exact ten percent, baby. Who wouldn't want to be a god of their own planet? Anywho, um, uh, the the website Mormon Leaks. It's like the WikiLeaks of uh, the Mormons or the Latter Day Saints, as they uh, are officially known. Right. Released this thing that said that they have uh, a stock portfolio. The the church has a stock portfolio of okay. at least thirty two billion dollars in <laughs> the U.S. stock market. It pays to believe. Um, and and he had a breakdown. Oh, they the Mormon leaks had a breakdown of of all of the different funds and the the shares that the Mormon Church have a portfolio in. Now that's not surprising. They're a very wealthy church. They own a state, basically uh, Utah. Mm. Um, 
And and yes, the ten percent you mentioned before, good Mormons uh, are required to tithe ten percent of their income to the church. Um, but what's interesting about this is where some of those investments are now. Uh, According to this this leaked report, we don't know that it's true, but it certainly looks like it's true. Um, about a billion dollars of their investment are in big pharma stocks. Mm-hmm. Um, now, nothing nothing particularly surprising about that, but um, when when you drill down into the relationship that the Mormons have with pharmaceuticals, it becomes a little bit more interesting. Now, um, on one hand, the Mormon church comes out hard against things like medical marijuana initiatives. Um, They're also obviously against alcohol um, and tobacco and these sorts of things. So they Mm. don't want people using stimulants or... or, or, um, drugs that can make you feel better. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, most people... Listen up. Some people... Yes, some people have problems, obviously, with alcohol and drugs, but most people who drink, most people who use marijuana, use it just to get a bit of emotional and psychological relief. Because mm-hmm. um, life is hard, getting back to our first uh, uh, right. point. And they don't have the three illusions, so they use booze and drugs instead. Um, so the Mormons go, no, 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 you can't do that. That's bad. But take a lot of antidepressants. That's fucking great. Take it. Please. By the way, we got a billion dollars invested in antidepressant manufacturers, so use them. Now, um, Utah uh, has the highest rate of mental illness in the United States. Wow. I had no idea. Now... Uh, yeah, well, <laughs> go and spend some time in Utah, my friend, and, and, and it'll become quite, quite evident. Quite clear. Quite clear. Yeah. Go and spend a month no, that's in okay. uh, Salt Lake City or Cedar City, where Chrissy comes from, and it becomes pretty clear. Right. These, there's something not quite right with these people. Um, I always, I always <laughs> describe it as like the Stepford wives, you know, all <laughs> smiley and pretty and boob jobs and their hair done and and nice skin and makeup and on on the surface. Right. But then inside, you look, you look into their eyes and you can see this, you know, the, the, the <laughs> this this silent scream coming out from the inside. <laughs> it's a bit like Westworld or, uh, or, or 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 The Handmaid's Tale. You know, right. it's like yeah, uh, may the on. Lord open. Yeah, yeah, may the Lord open. You look in and they're like, kill me now. <laughs> um, <clears throat> yeah, now uh, I've got a report here from 2014, uh, 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 the Daily Herald. Utah ranks the highest in the nation for the percentage of adults who have experienced any mental illness in the past year. Mm. Um, they're the top or, or near the top for serious mental illnesses. Um, West Virginia, according to this, for serious mental illnesses, was in first place. Right. Um, they got the op- closely by the opioid Oklahoma crisis and Utah. West Virginia. Yeah. 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 Now, um, is that because they're of the religion, or is it because of where they're located? A lot of mental illness uh, is associated with um, height and weather, Mm. and location, and all that kind of stuff. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not saying that it's deliberately connected to the church, although that wouldn't surprise me because it is kind of a very um, strange uh, uh, a religion which um, probably keeps people on edge. Um, right. And, you know, their, their stance on homosexuality, their stance on caffeine, alcohol, therapy, sex before marriage, logical thinking um, is uh, designed, deliberately or not, I mean, to, 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 to prevent people from uh, uh, finding uh, uh, some relief or some happiness in the way that most of us do. You know, as I've said... Uh, um, I think I've said this on our Renaissance show lately. Humans are designed to fuck. That's mm-hmm. at, at a biological level. That's the entire purpose of our existence. Um, yeah. As Richard Dawkins pointed out in The Selfish Gene, really all we are are gene propagation machines. That's the basic purpose of, yeah. of all animals, um, all organisms, not just animals, flora and fauna. We, we exist to protect the genome and pass it on. Gene survival. Right. Machines is all we, all we are. So humans are designed to fuck. That's fuck and, and have children, keep those children safe till they're able to defend for themselves, and that's it. Then we die. That's basically our purpose. Yeah. And, and religions that tell you that fucking is evil which is deeply rooted in Christianity, as we've been exploring in our Renaissance series. You go back to St. Augustine in the early 5th century. Um, He was telling people that sex was bad, even within the confines of marriage, sex is bad. Um, If if lust is involved. If you're doing it purely (laughs) unemotionally for the sake of propagating for the Lord, then then maybe, yeah. (laughs) But if you have any sense of enjoyment... Of it, then it's bad. Yeah, right. don't think. Now the, the Mormons don't go that bad. I think uh, they're 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 quite happy for people to fuck in marriage, and then you know if you if you buy into it, and the whole whole is bolus. Joseph Smith had somewhere between forty and seventy wives that he was fucking. Um, but it's okay because he didn't enjoy it. Oh well, no, he. I think yeah, no, he was married to them, so he was allowed to enjoy it. Oh, phew. dodged the uh, <clears throat> But, you know, you're not allowed to have sex outside of that. People, uh, and because of that, they tend to get married very young because mm. they're not allowed to fuck until they get married. And, you know, you, when you're 18, 19, 20, man. You're ready. If, well, you're ready. You're, <laughs> I'm ready right now. <laughs> Your biology is driving you to do this. They're like, nope. And you're not allowed to <laughs> masturbate either. You're not allowed to fuck. You're oh, not allowed to masturbate. Forget it. Um, I know, right? So it, it's designed, you would think, to drive people insane. And then so you, you jump into the first marriage you can, um, and then you have to punch out a bunch of kids at a very early age, keep giving 10% of your income. you got like eight kids, and you're giving 10% of your income to the church. And going, but how do I afford eight kids? Well, that's not our fucking problem. Just, yeah. you know, this is what you have to do. Um so anyway, at the same time, big investment in um, antidepressant manufacture, um, uh, which is a great business model, you know, maybe. Keep, keep, keep your membership depressed, then invest in Big Pharma. Um, keep the money chaining. Nice. In. Yeah. We're in the wrong anyway. business. Yeah. 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 Um, 
Well, uh, let's talk briefly about the news in your your <laughs> part of the woods, man. Um, I'll let you take this one. Uh, what happened in your neck of the woods this week? Well, first of all, I, I want to make it crystal clear that I do have an alibi. This is very important for everybody to understand that. But it turns out that a soldier uh, in the in the uh, National Guard, Joshua Yaboot, I'm not sure to say his name, 29 years old, decided to go for a joyride. We've all done that. However, he happened to use an armored car uh, from from the uh, from the army, so he was conduct. He and his unit were conducting a routine training near Richmond, and he decided to jump into an armored car, took off going down I ninety five, which everybody in Virginia will know what that is. He goes inside to Richmond proper near the state capitol, leads the. Sp- uh, police on, I think, a two-hour uh, police chase, but because he could only go 40 miles an hour in the uh, M577 armored personal carrier, it wasn't a high-speed chase. So good for him. But the point is, uh, and it didn't have any weaponry on it, but he went for a cruise. The cops were chasing him around. Some cops were ahead of him, and they were cutting off uh, traffic so nobody would get hurt. He eventually gives up. He He's arrested. No one, no one gets hurt, thank goodness. And I'm sure his career in the National Guard and everywhere else is over. But it did happen, and, and very close to where I live. And I just got to say, once again, Virginia's in the news. Kind of proud. <laughs> what? Now, there's a couple of uh, things that I like about um, this story. Number sure. one, according to timestamps on his Twitter account, right. he was posting to Twitter from inside the armored vehicle in the middle of the chase. He's being showy. I like that. Guess, you'll um, never guess where I'm at, Twitter. <laughs> yeah, so he's uh, in inside an armoured vehicle being mm-hmm. chased by cops yeah. and uh, posting on Twitter. <laughs> Priorities. Now, at... And has uh, since denied the charges. He was charged with uh, unauthorised use of a vehicle, eluding police and driving under the influence of drugs. And he's uh, disputing the charges. Sure. He told the Associated Press he had permission to take the vehicle as part of a plan to evaluate the response of local law enforcement. He must have been I love, a kite. I love this defence. <laughs> um so uh, what we want to do is just test what would local law enforcement do if somebody uh, like me, for example, got right. high off my fucking brain and stole an armored vehicle and ran through the streets. Uh, now we and know. Was tweeting about it. Yeah. Now we know. Um, Mission accomplished. Now, yeah. Now this guy apparently has a background in uh, infosec information security Uh-oh. Uh, according to his LinkedIn profile he's done cyber security work for NASA oh god um, possibly is the guy who was an author of uh, an article in 2016 on a hacker website talking about security exploits in the Tor browser um, so interesting that this is the guy who's involved in this like you might think okay he's a nuff nuff dummy who right. uh ended up in the uh. national guard and just got baked you know and and did this thing but no there's more apparently to it. yeah apparently uh quite a smart dude bit of a hacker active in the cryptocurrency community um was involved in uh developing a cryptocurrency called Zencash. Um, 
So, you know, involved in blockchain stuff, which I don't even understand. So, you know, smarter than me, this guy. Um, uh, uh, So there you go. So follow that story. There's there's something not quite right Right. about this story. It sounds like now that we... Because this isn't just Bubba with a couple beers in him getting crazy and making a stupid decision that he's been doing his whole life. This guy, it sounds like this was thought out and there's a purpose. And the other shoe will probably drop in the future. But I think you're right. We should... We should keep an eye on this on this on this guy. Yeah, yeah. But that's that's uh, like his 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 argument that it was part of a training exercise is a good one to remember. Um, like the next time you get arrested for something, just try yeah. that one out. Um, you know, I I you know it was part of a training exercise that I. Then I'll look the cop it. right in the eye and say, "You did a great job. I'm going to put you down for a commendation." <laughs> I killed those people, officer. Part of a training exercise. Now, there's, um, I want to get to the main story for today. Like, there's a lot of great stories, Ray, that I wanted to mm-hmm. I want to touch on. But the main one I wanted to talk about is this mysterious illness that's been attacking U.S. diplomats. Uh, first in Havana. Yeah, what the hell? Now, now in China. Right. Now, people may recall this story from late last year. Late last year, there was this story that... um, Hold on, I've got an audio clip that's about to play. I need to stop this before it happens. Okay. Um, Late last year, there was a story that a number of US diplomats in Havana in Cuba were evacuated Mm -hmm. because they were coming down with uh, strange symptoms, uh, uh, dizziness, nausea, headaches... Um, and it was happening to a group of them, and I think there was a there was a bunch. There was like twenty or thirty that were yeah. evacuated from Cuba, and there was stories going around at the time. Was this like a poisoning? Were they being attacked by the Cuban government for some reason? Uh, what's going on? And it's just happened again in the U.S. Um, uh, embassy, members of the U.S. embassy in China. Not actually at the embassy itself, I think. I think it's happening to them when they're away from the embassy at home. Mm, right. Um, but one of the interesting things that uh, they, the people that came down with these symptoms have reported is hearing strange sounds. Mm-hmm. A Re- U.S. government employee... Were- Shut up. Uh, related to coming down with these um, symptoms. They heard a noise. Now, other interesting thing is the uh, the people that it happened to in Cuba when they were studied by doctors afterwards, they have got um, brain abnormalities. Right. That's now, a, yeah, yeah. No, I, I just I just remember about that being very uh, serious, and um, there was a lot of concern, and now it's. And we'll get to this in a moment, but the fact that it's happening in two different countries, very far, very far away from each other. Is this the Cold War all over again? I mean, who who is doing this and what's their goal? And what are they doing? Um, exactly. Interest is the interesting part of the question. Now, so the people in uh, Cuba, which were both U.S. diplomats and their spouses, this happened to, mm-hmm. um, started happening in their homes and in hotels when they were studied, there was changes to the white matter of their brains, mm. apparently. Um, now, when you add all of these things up, the the fact that they 
said that they'd heard noises and then they had these particular symptoms and then there are white matter changes to their brains. It sounds very similar to something that has been talked about in conspiracy forums and places like Wired Magazine from uh, a decade ago. These are... Uh, sound weapons, infrasound or ultrasound, also known sometimes as the voice of God weapon. Wow. Here's an article from Wired magazine in 2008, so 10 years ago. The US military bankrolled early development of a non-lethal microwave weapon that creates sound inside your head. But in the end, the gadget may be just as likely to wind up in shopping malls as on battlefields. The project is known as MEDUSA, a contrived acronym for Mob Excess Deterrent Using Silent Audio. Ah. Um, Now, you know, as a marketing professional, I can say with a very high degree of certainty that someone just came up with the name and then went backwards and went, fuck, how do we make this into an acronym? (laughs) We just It's a badass name. Uh, we need to... Make it fit. <laughs> make it fit, exactly. I do that all the time, coming up with names. I came up... I got a client at the moment. They're launching a new software product, and they asked me to help them come up with a name. So I came up with a bunch of name alternatives. And there's one name. I'm not going to give it away, but it's, it's, a, it's a word. It's made up of four letters. It's an actual word, um, uh, and but when I've been running, I've been doing some market testing and running past, they, they invariably say, is that an acronym for something? And I keep saying, it will be, eventually, yeah. What's I freaking fit? Yeah. What is it right now? Well, you know, nothing, but, you know, yeah. If, if we pick, if we end up choosing that one, yeah, it'll be an acronym for something. Give me time. Um, yeah. Um, now, uh, 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 yeah. Now, Medusa, now this isn't apparently uh, the same as gadgets that simply project sound. Mm-hmm. This one uses something called the microwave auditory effect. A beam of microwaves is turned into sound mm. by the interaction with your head. No one else can hear it unless they are in the uh, beam as wow. well. Now... This has been known, that, you know, this, this goes way back, um, the, this idea. It was mentioned in a 1998 U.S. Army study, originally called the Telepathic Ray Gun, oh which sounds like something out of fucking a Bond movie from the 60s. But um, uh, it's, a, it's a real thing. The Navy put some R&D dollars into it, apparently, um, and but going back to this uh, 2008, sorry, Wired magazine, they're quoting a guy called Dr. Lev Sadovnik from the Sierra Nevada Corporation. He says there are health risks, but the biggest issue from the microwave weapon is not the radiation; it's the risk of brain damage from the high-intensity shock wave created by the microwave pulse. Mm. Um, so the army was working on this uh, 10 years ago, apparently, um, and now <laughs> Americans are coming down with, with something that looks like this technology is being used on Americans. Who's using it on American diplomats in Cuba and China? 
We don't know. Yeah. Is it Americans using it on Americans? Is it is it the Chinese, the Cubans, the Russians? No one knows. But it sounds to me like this technology. Now, this I've got this thing here. Um, rec- supposedly, it's supposed to be a recording of it. Um, I don't know, based on what I just read about it, how it, it, it causes the, the, the sound is generated by microwaves interacting with your brain. I don't know how you end up with a recording of it. Right. But this is, is claimed gonna, to be... Is it going to fry you know, my brain? This, this is not going to fry your okay. brain. This is right. just sound. <laughs> I'm not shooting a microwave telepathic ray gun at your head. So everyone Thank calm you. down, fucking relax. This isn't going... I don't think... <laughs> This is going to fry your brain. Thousands anyway, of people I mean, suddenly go crazy. According to CNN, where I'm getting this sound from, it's not going to fry your oh, brain. But, right. you know, CNN is fake news, That's according right. to Donald Trump. So who the so fuck So we're going to die. Uh, this, is, uh, this is from um, last year, CNN uh, posted this. So here, here you go. Okay, did you hear that? Yeah. Did you like that? You want, yeah. want to hear it again? Did your brain feel fried? I'm already no? drooling, so maybe not again. <laughs> I'm going to do it again. Okay. Okay. Sounds like crickets to me. Yeah. Um, (laughs) uh, That's just old age. That has nothing to do with the sound in particular. Papa Bear's got to go. Now, uh, I mentioned something called the voice of God weapon. Uh, It's also known as uh, voice to skull. Something the U.S. military was working on uh, years ago. Um, I've got an article here. This is from um, a dodgy-looking website called Targeted Individuals Canada. I don't know what the fuck. But um, they they refer to this as a psychoelectronic type of mind control Mm. uh, that's known as the voice voice to skull or voice of God weapon. and and apparently this is something that uh, American military has been working on since the 70s. Um, and one of the uh, experiments that apparently was done with this in more recent times was uh, where they were able to shoot a voice into a subject's brain Whoa. so they would hear like the voice of God inside their head, but no one around them could nice. hear it. Yeah. Um, according to one uh, report, they tested this out with a bunch of uh, militants in somewhere like Iraq, shot the shot uh, uh, the voice speaking to one particular guy in a group, and he was. They observed him. He was like spinning around trying to see where the voice was coming from. All of his friends thought he was crazy. He's going, no, no, no. I heard God in my head, right? Um, saying something. So. Um, I don't know, man. What's you know? What's your take on this stuff? You read these stories. What do you think of all of it? Um, yeah, obviously someone's doing something. And and as we've talked about on pre on uh, the bullshit filter and Cold War, um, if one country's doing it, you know, all the other countries are doing it, or they're doing their own version of it. This is just going to be another level of uh, warfare um, uh, that that's going to be used in some way. Um, the idea of being able to calm down a crowd or give a crowd a headache, a mob a headache, or whatever is one thing. This sounds like it's completely um, so much worse, or potentially so much worse. I can scramble someone's brain or whatever. But uh, I, I can't help but think about during the 60s, 70s, 80s, and 90s, all those jokes we used to make about the tinfoil hat. That might be the only safeguard there is against this 
beam or whatever it is. But no, it just sounds like it's another level of warfare that's not going to go anywhere. Somebody needs to to be working on a counter, you know, figure out what it is and work on a, a counteraction to it because it's not going anywhere. So this is a real thing, apparently, Uh, not just that's been talked about now in various security forums and conspiracy forums over the last 10 or 20 years, but now American diplomats are coming down with it. Uh, It's being used by somebody out there um, as a weapon on Americans. Um, mm, and the and the, which, big, the big question is, what's the connection between Cuba, if any, between Cuba and China? Did someone do it in Cuba and then they somehow got to China? Is it somebody else? I mean, obviously someone's looking into this, but yeah, that's that's pretty freaky. I mean, I'm sitting there pretty calm, but that's pretty freaky shit to be able to scrabble someone's someone's brain from a distance, and you'll and they'll never know who it was. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And 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 what is the range on weapons like this? Like exactly. do you have to be standing within 100 meters from somebody or can you be a mile away or can right. you be 10 miles away? How, how how far can you shoot a microwave beam? I got no idea. Yeah. But um anyway, uh, I I I read this and I wonder well, what are they shoot what are they aiming at Donald Trump's head? <laughs> Because uh, that would explain a lot. Maybe they yeah, just fried what? his brain. It got stuck on on, and yeah, we're screwed. Voice to skull. If they're putting voices inside his head, yeah, um, you know, maybe that explains a lot of the craziness that's uh, coming out of him. <laughs> well, if we could reprogram him, I mean, maybe they should put sentences into his head like, "You respect women. Canada is <laughs> Canada is not our enemy." Putin bad. You know, I don't know. Let's just keep it. Canada, the Canadians did not burn down the White House. 1812. Yeah, he was a tad bit off on that. Again. Uh, Okay. Uh, Well, let's let's wrap up with a couple of other uh, short stories. Um, This one, uh, Farmer Oscar uh, sent this one to me. Um, and I added it to the list. Uh, NASA's Mars rover finds organic matter in ancient lake bed. Wow. It's only th- 3 billion years old. So, you know, are you impressed? <laughs> yeah, well, look, I, I, I'm not exactly sure what this means, but... Um, it's it, it, let, let's go to the basics in case people haven't heard the story. So um, the Curiosity rover, it's been mm. on Mars for quite a while, has apparently, according to NASA, found some complex organic matter buried on a lake bed in Mar- on Mars that's more than three billion years old. So. What it suggests, A, about Mars is that before Mars became, you know, waterless and, and hot and all those sorts of things, mm-hmm. it, it had life on it. Cool. Um, or at least carbon-based compounds that might have been life. Um, organic material. Mm-hmm. Now, NASA doesn't know how it formed, where it came from. Um, is, is it uh, the remnants of some past organic life is it the product of chemical reactions with rocks is it something that was brought to mars by a comet um Um, 
or did it originate on Mars? Um, they don't know at this juncture. Yeah. But, you know, it's obviously fascinating. It has all sorts of implications, both in terms of our understanding of the the um, probability of organic compounds uh, uh, existing in the universe, or even the question of how did life end up on this planet. You know, scientists used to think that it that or life, organic life, evolved on this planet over mm-hmm. a period of time, and today uh, I think a lot of them tend to think that it came here for, on a comet. Mm. from a distant part of the universe. I think the theory is that uh, this planet isn't old enough for life to have evolved wow. uh, b- by itself. Because the oldest life that we've found, again, I think is sort of 3 billion years old on this planet. Mm-hmm. Um, and the Earth was still a hot stew of hot stewy stew stew um <laughs> that's science and so they're like there wasn't enough time <laughs> there wasn't enough time between the earth cooling down and life turning right. up so it's unlikely that it it, it, it emerged um, through a series of of random accidents on this planet it probably came here from somewhere else and if it came here how do we know it hasn't gone everywhere uh, if if it exists on Mars, maybe it exists on you know every planet in our solar system or, or and moons and maybe other solar systems. We don't know, and of course there are the spiritual or religious implications of this as well. I'm not exactly sure how um, our religious friends uh, would deal with uh, evidence that life exists on other planets when they tend to think that. Um, you know, this this planet is special, partially because of life. I don't know how uh, the various religions are dealing with that these days. I know that uh, the Catholics are pretty good at adapting to yeah. scientific discoveries these days. Yeah, I'll go. Yeah, yeah. God created life everywhere. It's good. It's great. Did it all simultaneously on day day <laughs> four. But what, but what the Bible doesn't say is that, and this is pretty amazing, he decided to use asteroids as his delivery system. So, again, that's pretty cool. Pretty cool, God. Well, yeah, I know Amazon's working on that at the moment. That's uh, after drone delivery of your uh, books and your Zappos shoes. Right. Um, Can't wait. Asteroids is their next uh, <coughs> delivery system it burns up right over your house and then the package floats down a parachute comes out oh this is going to be brilliant it's going to be very cool yeah um yeah i don't know right so i mean how do you feel about the idea of uh life existing in on other planets let's say in our solar system does that um it get you excited does it worry you Uh, no no unless they're ruled by assholes like us No, no my thing is um even though i certainly don't pretend to be an expert but but i've always i mean at a very young age i looked up the three i came across the three principles of seti 
that you know basically you know is talking about are we alone and the third principle that that you were just talking about uh, the mediocrity principle that uh, there's nothing special about this planet uh, if, if life can find a way that it will and that if yeah if asteroids did end up bringing life to this planet not put here by God uh, then it could have certainly done it to other planets and I think it's a bit arrogant to think that out of this entire vast universe we are all that there is that that's pretty egotistical and and I think statistically it just doesn't add up and I hope it's true I hope it's true if there's a whole bunch of other life out there that would be pretty amazing um, yeah, please. If if you're out there, uh, uh, in, intelligent oh, life listening to this show, right? <laughs> please come and save us. Really, uh, come and save us from Trump and uh, the rest of the crazies and the laser beams um, attacking our brains. Uh huh. Yeah, like, I, and quite honestly, I'm happy uh, to be a battery in your power plant yeah. or whatever it is you want to do. Just just come and put us out of our misery in one way, shape, or form. No, they hook you up to a machine, so you think you're living this incredible life, but really they're just sucking the energy out of you. I'm pretty okay with that. Just give me a good life. I started working on an idea over the weekend um, for a comic book. Mm-hmm. And Steve Ellis, if you're listening to this, call me. We should do this. A comic book based on the premise that cats are really alien species that mm. um, was sent here to monitor us. That would make a um, lot of sense. Long time ago. Um, the, and the idea is that the cats that are here monitoring us, it's kind of their punishment. Um, <laughs> cats come from a highly advanced alien civilization. Right. But the, the ones that fuck up. Or oh, the retards have to come here. Well, they they fuck up. They get sent here oh. as punishment um, in disguise. They have to monitor uh, sure. us. Um, uh, and that's why they just look pissed off all the time, <laughs> your cats. When you look at your cats and they're just like, really, this is, yeah, yeah, this is what I'm reduced to. Uh, just shut up, scratch my back, feed me, and then fuck off, really. Um I, I make I make my annual report. Right. That's all I oh, really care about. Brilliant. brilliant, and I and I do it by licking. I do it by licking my genitals. That's how I communicate. <laughs> Kitty cat um, phone home. Got it. Yeah, it's like the way that Mork would, uh, you know, go into his little special place to communicate with Mork calling who? Who did he call? Oh, Mork God, calling no. Mork. Mork oh calling. God. I Google hoping. Mork calling Orson. Orson, Mork yes. calling Orson. Come in, Orson. <laughs> nanu, nanu. Uh, nanu, nanu. Shazbat. Uh, speaking of. Mork calling Orson. Come in, Orson. Mork calling Orson. Come in, Orson. Everything all right, Austin? Yes. This better be good, Mark. You got me out of the shower. Oh, please don't shake yourself dry this time, your immenseness. Last time it rained for weeks. <laughs> Get on with it, Mark. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's how cats Love call Austin as they. They yeah. lick their lick their genitals. That explains a lot. Um, 
All right, uh, second last story uh, for today. Yeah, Ray, last week we talked about Arkady Babchenko, the Russian journalist who was fake assassinated right. in Kiev. And I, I said at the time that when the story first came out that he was dead, all of the Reddit forums and stuff I was reading were going, oh, obviously Putin uh, had him killed, etc., etc., etc. Although I now believe that maybe it isn't pronounced Putin and maybe it is pronounced Putin because I was listening to uh, the Eastern Border podcast right. um, over uh, the weekend and he, he just referred to it as Putin and, and he's sort of quasi-Russian. Anyway, um, going to get him to come on the show too, the host of the Eastern Border podcast. We're going to cool. talk about Russia stuff or maybe Cold War stuff or something. I don't know. Anyway, um, and, I, I, and I said to you last week that... Um, when I was reading all of these accounts, people saying that Putin had him killed because he was critical of the Russian military. I thought, well, mate, he's a journalist. Like, maybe there's a lot of people. Maybe maybe somebody like Mogelevich had him killed, like mm-hmm. the mob boss. I mean, a lot of people other than Putin have people killed, I'm sure, in yeah. Russia. Russia's a big place. A lot of people, a lot of people other than Putin put out contracts on people. Well, Ray... Um, it came out this week that the guy who has been arrested uh, uh, and charged with uh, uh, setting up the assassination, mm-hmm. the attempted assassination, Boris Herman right. uh, is the name of the guy who hired the, the hitman to kill Babchenko. Boris Herman... Um, He's uh, described as a pudgy, round-faced, 50-year-old independent arms manufacturer. manufacturer. Mm-hmm. Uh, turns out his father oh, is uh, connected with Mogilevich. Oh, um, yeah. Uh, so there you go. Um, uh, 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 yeah. So Mogilevich, who we talked about, for people who haven't listen to a, 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 a if this is your first time listening we talked about Miguelovich Simeon Miguelovich uh, quite a few episodes ago sort of the the, the boss of bosses of the mob mm-hmm. in Russia is connected to Putin uh-huh. he's also connected uh, to Trump and and connected to a lot of things um, but yeah apparently Herman's father Lev Herman is uh, at least according to the Daily Beast known in the Ukraine for his deep-rooted connections to the famous Ukrainian-born Russian crime boss Semyon Megelovich. Oh god. So um what what do we learn from all of this? Um I I I think again there's a lot of there's uh, there's a lot of people that have people killed in the world. Then that doesn't all go back to Vladimir Putin. Right. Just because somebody is killed or there's an attempt to have somebody killed, let's not jump to conclusions and assume that Putin gave the order or pressed the button. Maybe he did, but uh, there's a lot of people that yeah. have people killed. He's just allegedly. One of them. Well, there's only so many hours in the day. I mean, he can't have everyone killed who's killed. Again, yeah, like you said, there's other, there's pl- plenty of uh, powerful people. There's plenty of uh, bo- mob bosses. So yeah, so don't always put it on Putin. It's just more. I guess it sells more newspapers when people link his name to everything that happens. Yeah. 
and and people just like to jump. It it gets back to this. Um, oh yeah, the thing you told us about last time. People take the easy way. They so they don't have to really strain the, their brain trying to think of something. Yeah, our brains have been designed by evolution to work their way. It gets back to Daniel Kahneman thinking oh. fast and slow, system one and system two. When you have an operating heuristic for how the world works, it's easy just to jump into that um, cognitive bias form of thinking and go, oh, well, it must have been X and Y. And yeah, look, our brains are designed to think that way, and sometimes that's a useful tool, but it pays to stop and go, well, there are many, many... It's a bit like when um, when uh, uh, something happens uh, in your life. Let's say you get a car park. You, 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 the other day, went to a busy um, uh, uh, part of Brisbane. Yesterday, went to a busy part. would go to a park with Fox. Million people, millions of cars... I find a car park right in front of the place where I want to be. Slot wow. straight in. Now, I know a lot of people who would go, that was Jesus. Thank <laughs> you, Jesus, for making that happen. Right. And yes, that is a possible explanation mm-hmm. for why I was able to get a car back. But there are probably other explanations. Yeah. Just luck um, and, and maybe aliens. Um, maybe it was uh, the, Zeus. The cat uh, lots of poten- Yeah. Cat overlords, that's right. I patted a cat that morning and uh, they threw threw me a bone, so to speak. (laughs) Um, That'd be the dog overlords that would throw me a bone, maybe. Maybe. Um, There there are lots of potential explanations and it it pays sometimes to to stop uh, and think about uh, what those other explanations might be before you jump to the easy conclusion. Hmm. But that doesn't stop me from saying that... um, IBM and the Department of Energy are about to unleash um, Skynet, uh, which is my easy conclusion to jump to. With with our last story of the day, right? IBM and the U.S. Department of Energy's Oak Ridge National Laboratory, or ORNL, as uh, their acronym is, ORNL, um, have unveiled the world's fastest supercomputer called Summit. Well, how fast is it? I mean, come on. My Mac's pretty fast. Uh, it did the um, it did the Kessel Run <laughs> under 12 parsecs. That's how fast it is, Ray. <laughs> now, don't, don't explain to me that a parsec is a unit of distance. I don't care in this case. It did it. That's all you need to know. Um, Roger that. 200 trillion operations or calculations per second 200 200 trillion damn um now how fast is that well Mm. let me put it this way um it's very fucking fast (laughs) um that's that's science that's the technical (laughs) term for it shit ton fast yeah, now how fast is the human brain is mm. a question that you might want to ask and, yes. and you know compared to that ray. Well, no one knows. Um, now yeah, no, well no one knows. There are estimates. We don't really know how fast the human brain is. Um, I've been following this subjects uh, subject for many years. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, this question about how at what point, let's say, will um, 
will the the artificial intelligences overtake the human brain in terms of ability to to calculate stuff now people don't know people have been guessing now back in 2008 i did a blog post that i just pulled up which speculated based on i think the work of uh, ray kurzweil that the human brain was capable of about 10 petaflops um what's a petaflop ray i want to know i want to know i don't know you want to know i do want to know well, a flop, um, apart from uh, many of uh, you know uh, uh, many of my business ventures over the years, or our shows, uh, uh, our shows, <laughs> yeah, uh, uh, like this show, for example, um, a flop is a floating point operation per second. Sure, floating point operation. It's a measure of computer f- computer performance. So uh, a peta flop is a peta. Peta means uh, 10 to the uh, 15th, 1,000 million million flops, right. operations. Right. So how does that compare with uh, uh, this machine? Um, 200 trillion, yeah. Two, what did I say? 200 trillion. trillion. Yeah, per second. Trillion, yeah. Well, I'm glad you asked. So uh, that's 200 petaflops. So, again, Kurzweil, 10 years ago, was saying that the human brain could do 10 petaflops. This machine is doing 200 petaflops. Damn. I wonder how big it is. Um, I'm glad you asked, Ray. It's... um, Yeah, I've got uh, the exact numbers here. It is... um, fucking big that's what they say no it, it, it's made up of 4608 servers each has two 22 core ibm power 9 chips and six nvidia tesla v100 gpus has 10 petabytes of memory um now the question is well Okay, well, if the human brain is only 10 petaflops, can do 10 petaflops, and this can do 200 petaflops, mm-hmm. is it going to become sentient? Is it going to become conscious? Probably not, because we know that, that consciousness or sentience, well, we assume, is more than just pure speed. Right. It's a combination of speed and... Um, Jesus. You know, I guess what we... What we, would, <laughs> what we would call the software running on the speed. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, the, the, I think the point that Kurzweil has been making for uh, decades now is that at some point you would expect that speed will uh, account for or, 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 or um, will allow slightly less efficient software to become more powerful than it would be on a slower machine, mm-hmm. if you know what I mean. Right. To compensate is the yeah. word I'm thinking of for um, software that's not quite as sophisticated as the software running on our computers inside of our heads. Um, but I, I, you know, I'm surprised actually that we don't have more sentient machines by now. If you'd asked me in 2000, 
Right. I, I, I famously made a bet with a colleague of mine at Microsoft in 2000 that by 2010, I think, we would have some form of artificial intelligence. Um, now, maybe we do, maybe we don't. Uh, by now, depending on how you want to uh, define artificial intelligence, certainly not a general level of intelligence, mm-hmm. a, a GI, general intelligence machine. Um, but then again, we do have computers that can do amazing things like beat humans at go and compose music and compose art and speak to us um, to varying degrees of success, like a like a Siri, answer questions. Is that artificial intelligence? I think most of us would say, yes, it's a form of artificial intelligence. Yeah. Um, other people would say, well, that's just programming. It's just it's just doing what it was programmed to do. Yes, but so is your brain. Yeah. It's just been programmed in a different way with different tools. Anyway, I like keeping an eye on that. Something is going to happen. Um, you know, you with when we build faster and faster computers every year, at some point there's something. got to be some sort of a breakthrough. Exactly, you know, we would expect. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut. Just real quick, I mean, okay, so you've got this thing that can do 200 trillion calculations per second. Do you have an idea? And I'm not trying to put you on the spot, but do you have an idea of what they can actually be used for? If they can move that fast, obviously you don't want to use it for just playing chess. I mean, do you have an idea of what the applications are? I'm just curious. Yeah. Yeah, well, this is a scientific computer that's going to be used to uh, uh, predict certain uh, models. You know, they often use these things for um, very, very complex scientific problems. Uh. You know, sometimes they use it for predicting the weather. They use it for predicting um, scenarios that have an incredible number of variables, Mm. uh, like scientific experiments for, you know, what what happens if uh, Donald Trump, Donald, you know the 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 cat um, <laughs> that sits on side of Donald's Donald Trump's head right. um, reacts to the hypersound oh. beam that's being oh my god shot into his brain. Yes, what are all the scenarios that could play out from that? Um, no, <laughs> I don't know what Summit is yep. going to be used for, but uh, I'm guessing something yeah. like Hopefully that. Hopefully, they yeah. can use it um, to prove or disprove global warming, and let's get the fuck over that question and move on with our lives. It's been already proved. We didn't need the supercomputer to prove that. Um, Good point. Maybe it's... Good point. Yeah. Maybe they're going to use it to just figure out at what point we're all going to die. Um, Don't tell me. I want to be surprised. Yeah. All right. That's the show for this week. Um, Don't forget, uh, we're actually going to have new episodes of our War on Drugs series on the Bullshit Filter coming out uh, this Friday. So mm-hmm. uh, check that out. You can subscribe to our premium shows on the Bullshit Filter for a buck, a buck a month. Come on. And you can hear us talk about the war on uh, drugs. You can hear us talk about uh, the evidence for and against gun control mm-hmm. all around the world. Who knows what our next series is going to be. Go back and listen to us drill down to the syrian civil war if you like hearing us talk about stuff that's not ancient history just fork up a buck man a buck a buck and you get uh three hour long episodes of the bullshit filter series uh every month delivered into your hot steaming little hands um i gotta go got another call to be on um talk to you soon buddy ciao well turn the volume up on my outro